right. Good afternoon. Welcome back, everyone, to the Foundry Cast. We're here with a new episode, new guest. Uh, as always, Matt and Derek from Foundry are here talking about the trades, everything happening in the trades, trying to promote it, grow the field, get people interested in the field, and hopefully share some nuggets of wisdom along the way for anyone who's looking to start or build a successful business as a tradesperson. Um, Derek, welcome back. How are things? How are you doing? I'm I'm doing great, man. How are you today, Matt? I'm doing uh, really well. finally out. I think last couple of episodes, it was either raining cats and dogs or it was just gray and dreary. So sun's out. We actually had some 60-degree weather over the weekend. So the, the glimpse of spring coming is very refreshing. So as always, it's nice to be hanging out and uh, talking some Ward Pod today. So uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation. And looking forward to uh, talking to our guest today. Yeah, we, we yeah, Derek, you're forgetting the most important part. We had we had 60 degree weather, but then the next day we got a half a foot of snow. I which mean, it's is, New England. It's just you know what? I, I yeah. overlook that stuff sometimes. It's just baked in. So sitting in the driveway, uh, doing sidewalk chalk with the girls, and then the next day shoveling out the same exact spot was, uh, you know, that's just kind of life. Just how you roll out here. And that's actually why we had to push Thomas back a little bit. I'll introduce him here in a second, but we had to push back because of the snowstorm because his guy, his guys had to go out and plow. So I'll, uh, I'll introduce everyone to Thomas white. He's the owner of DT landscape here in Massachusetts. You guys are at Walpole, right? Walpole mass DT landscape. Great little shop. Um, you and I have known each other for what, yeah. about five years, yeah, five, right six then. years since, since yeah. I've lived in this house. Um, I always, I always like to say that we have the nicest yard on, on the block and that's, that's because of you guys. So I can't, I can't take a whole lot of credit for it. That's all because of you guys. Um, so welcome. We're looking forward to chatting yeah, with you today. Great. Uh, Love what you're doing. Yeah. How, 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 are, how are you, been how good, you been? Busy with the snow, uh, you know, the work's starting to, you know, fly in. I've been, you know, booked out for the last I'm booked out eight months right now um, from now. So any of the work coming in now, it's, you know, booking out pretty far. Um, I like to keep things tight and um, I use one crew to do all of our construction work. And then I have another crew that does the uh, landscaping, cutting the lawns, mulch, pruning, et cetera. Um, seem to be working and uh, I'm just going to go from there. Yeah. Awesome. Do you mind taking a few minutes, just telling us a little bit more about yourself and, and DT landscape? Cause like you said, you, you guys do a lot of different things. Like you're not a, you're not really a traditional landscape. No, so you, you, you have a few. Yes. Holes so in originally fire. we started back in 2007, 2008, right at the end of 2007. Um, it was actually in the fall time. I was going to Dean College in Franklin, Mass. And my business partner, I was a longtime friend. Uh, We went to, you know, elementary school together. I played football in high school together. Um, We had an idea that, you know, we wanted to make some extra cash. And we decided to do, you know, fall cleanups. So we made a bunch of flyers on our computer, printed them all out, and actually started in your hometown, Norfolk, Mass. We went around and put them in everybody's mailbox. And... You know, it started from there and uh, we we got, a, we got you know, a decent amount of phone calls. Um, and actually where, you know, really came to was we did, um, <clears throat> I'll never forget, are we allowed to use like people's names? Is that? 
His name's his name's Jack. Yeah. He lives in Norfolk as well. So my business yeah. partner and oh. I went down to Home Depot and emptied out our you know checking savings accounts and bought all sorts of stuff from Home Depot. So a guy that we dropped the flyer off to, his name was Jack, and he hired us to do the cleanup. And I said okay, and um, he asked us how much, and I told him it was like I think five six hundred dollars at the time, and it was a large large property. It took us two days to do it. So he let us do what we had to do. He comes out at the end and um, he said, great job, guys. He goes, uh, do you mind coming over here? I just want to talk to you. I said, all right. So he gave me an envelope and the envelope was filled with $2,000. And he said, I, you know, I appreciate what you're doing. Um, you guys work very hard. And here's a piece of advice I have for you. Uh, go down to Norfolk Power Equipment and buy these blowers and... Uh, a couple other things. And at the time we didn't have the money to do so because we already spent it on all the equipment from Home Depot. So we took his advice. We went down there, we got that equipment and we cut our time in half uh, doing all the work. And, you know, as it progressed and we were also going to college at the time. So we were busy with that. As that progressed, you know, we were 18 years old, 19 years old with, you know, some money in our pocket on the weekend. And it was, it was kind of cool. Um, so we kept going with that. Um, meanwhile, I was actually playing golf in college at the time. And, you know, I was just extremely busy. And after that, we both, you know, sat down and we said, you know, we need to uh, figure this business out. So we both went and worked for other landscape companies. And we told them the deal in the beginning, like, hey, we're starting our own thing, but we'll work for you. Um, so we had to fund what we were doing. We didn't take any outside money. We both could have, but we wanted to do this ourselves. So we did that. We worked for these other landscapers, learned the business. Um, I didn't even know how to, um, you know, the stand on lawnmowers. I had no idea how to ride them. No idea. And, you know, we just kind of, we learned from other companies and we got to the point where we had enough work where we could venture out on our own. And we were also still in college at the time. And, you know, I was living out of the house and I remember my father calling me. I uh, stopped going to school. I was actually in my third year of college. I was going to uh, Suffolk University and he got a letter home stating that I wasn't, you know, continuing going to school. And I'll I'll never forget that day. He, He called me and said, you better get over to the house right now. And I, I went over there and my mother and father were both sitting at the table and he just asked me what's going on. And I just looked at him and said, um, you know, I apologize. I lied to you. Um, I didn't tell you, but this is the career path I, I want to take. Um, and I just knew it from that day, you know, that that was it. I made my choice and, you know, everybody wants to make their parents happy and, you know, all that. And I just said, I'm, I'm not going to fail. I'm just going to make this happen. So now is this the part in the story, Tom, that Tootie takes your mailman and threatens to throw him yeah. in the pizza oven? <laughs> so he looked at me and he said, um, okay, I understand what you're, uh, what you want to do. And, um, he said, I've got a couple of things for you. I said, all right. And he said, one, don't ever lie to me again. And I said, I won't. That's I understand. I apologize. And he said, um, just a few things to, to keep in mind in running your business. He said, um, conduct business like you're 50 and work like you're 25. 
and you are no better than your last job. And I looked at him and I said, hmm. I said, all right, that makes sense. And, you know, I kind of followed that, you know, through everything I've done. And I usually use that phrase on most of the jobs I, you know, I get because in this industry, as everybody knows that any contractor you deal with, um, you know, there's a lot of headaches. I hear a story from everybody. Um, and, you know, I just followed that and I, I've gotten where I've got today. And then, you know, there's obviously a lot of growing um, that's happened a lot. Um, but, you know, you have to have that that drive to do it. And that's pretty much how I went and then just kept it going. So where is uh, DT Landscape today as far as the type of services that you offer? And can you give us a little bit of a backstory on what you were doing when you started out and, and where, what you're doing today and, and maybe some of the slides of that. Yeah, so I started out just doing, you know, fall cleanups, cutting lawns, mulching, pruning, just the basic landscape that, you know, somebody would have at their house, just a general maintenance package for the entire year. That was going good. Um, you know, we built up a, a bunch of, you know, customers and it, it was, you know, it, it was profitable. Um, but, you know, I was watching other companies and, you know, what they were doing, um, seeing the growth that they had, the equipment, um, stuff like that. And I, they, you know, I said, uh, man, I, I want to be like that. And I said, I got to figure out how they did that and why they did that. And that's when I got into the hardscape. Um, so I turned over to hardscape in like 2000, end of 2014. And I've grown that. And that's you, that's right now my bread and butter, um, you know, with a maintenance account, um, you know, I pick and choose whom I take for maintenance. There's just so many companies that are involved now, um, in the landscape industry that there's always going to be somebody who's cheaper, um, which, you know, I get, but, you know, that's a lot that's also hurting the industry of the trades as well. Um, there's really no kind of common ground. Sure. Um, so with the, you know, approach I took with the construction uh, end of it, um, I'm, you know, I'm a people person. I like the conversations I have, um, you know, with people. I just enjoy it. And um, I uh, I did well with it. It, it, it took off. Um, you know, I learned a lot. Uh you know, actually, I learned how to install a patio from YouTube. That's how I originally figured out, like, how to do it. Um, and then I just used, uh, you know, my brains. I hired a mason and I got the work and we all, you know, I, you know, demoed everything. And then he came in and I watched him and how he did that. And then it just kept, you know, growing. And that's where we are today. We're doing a lot of design work. Um, you know, we're not doing most of our projects are anywhere from a week to three months. Um, we've done some rather large projects. And that's where I want to continue um, just the path that we're going. So, Thomas, that's an that's an amazing startup story that that you went that you went through. Um, when you started in college, just doing fall cleanups like. Did you know that you were going to become a landscaper and a mason or is it just really nothing but I can make some cash at this? Honestly, no, I, I didn't. I knew that I wanted to take uh, a different path other than, you know, college. Uh, the thing is, is my whole family, my aunts, uncles, their kids, their kids, they're all went to college. 
everybody. What was your, uh, what uh, was your major tone? Actually. And, okay. um, you know, I, I, I didn't know, but you know, when you feel something's right, you just, you know, just like, okay, that's it. And I was actually playing golf at Dean college and we had our uh, national championship and I, I skipped it to work. And that's when I knew, I mean, I had the, the Dean of the college call me and say, where are you? <laughs> and I, I yeah, do my and I'm out there. <laughs> Not a lot of college no, kids would do no. that. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I, I just did it. And I knew right then and there. And, you know, obviously the equipment is expensive. And my business partner and I, we were looking to buy a lawnmower. And, you know, back then they were $5,000. Now they're ten to 15000 if not more. And we had to take a loan out on it because we didn't have the money to... We had some money, but we didn't have enough to, you know, justify buying that and then have, you know, not a lot left after it. We were young. Um, so we both sat down and said, if we buy this mower, that's it. This is what we're doing. So we both agreed. And uh, we bought the mower and then history from there. You sound like you've had several people. You mentioned your dad. You mentioned Jack, who gave you some valuable advice. And was there? What's that? And some seed funding, too. And some, and some seed funding. What, what, do you, what do you think the importance is that... <clears throat> in the early going of having someone like a mentor having someone who can guide you through some of these initial decisions where you haven't done it before for, for someone who's maybe 10, 15 years behind where you were looking to do this today, how important is it for them to go find a Jack or some kind of a mentor? It's, it's not necessarily what, you know, it's who, you know, Um, you know, that's a lot in this business is, um, you know, who, you know, it's, you know, it's funny. My wife and I will go out to dinner, um, you know, in random places and somebody will come up to me and she's just like, how do you know all these people? Um, you know, I've, I've done like, you know, B and I groups, um, where it's just like networking. Um, you know, I've done a bunch of stuff like that. Um, I'm, uh, I, I was basically, I call myself a chameleon. Um, I can adapt to all different situations because every day you meet somebody different. Um, I was that way in high school too. I was friends with everybody and you know, the amount of people that have reached out to me that I graduated high school with, um, I've done a bunch of work with them. Um, you know, and it just, uh, it just goes to, you know, show you what, you know, what it can do with the people, you know, but when it comes to, you know, the mentors, um, now, Nobody in my family is in the blue collar industry. I am the only one in my entire family. I don't know if I just kind of wanted to, I guess, just prove a point. Um, but I, I truly, truly love what I do. And my dad. Well, now, were you, did you did you always work with your hands, or were you were you an active kid? I mean, I know you played golf, so yeah, you know, play, that's one thing. But I mean, were you? an active kid in sports and other things and just needed to be. Active. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very well-rounded. I, I, you know, I can pick up a lacrosse stick. I can play baseball, soccer, football. I played football and hockey in high, uh, high school. Um, and then, you know, I always played golf and 
it just seemed very appealing to me when I went into school and they had the golf team and, you know, I got to play golf every day um, for free <laughs> and it was great. And our, my coach was, you know, fantastic and, you know, changed basically how I played the game. And I got down to about an eight, seven, eight handicap in the course of two years. So it was, uh, you know, but yeah, it's, it's been a crazy ride, but a good one. How, I mean, you're, you're clearly a hustler, right? In a, in a good way. Like you're, you're, you're a grinder. You're, you know, you're just going to work things out. You're going to work problems out as, as they, as they come to you. Not everyone's wired that way. Right. How, how important in your opinion, how important is it if you're going to be an owner in the trades to have that mentality? Or do you, do you see other people, whether you're competitors or whatever else that have a different type of mentality? So the reason why we've been successful is, um, you know, I answer my phone. I mean, whenever you've called or texted me or emailed, how quickly do you get a response? Right. Almost immediately. So there's certain things that I do that, you know, you sit back and I think, well, if I'm doing this better than my competitors, then I have the advantage to that. Um, yeah, man, you got to put in your blood, sweat and tears to do what, you know, business owners do in order to be successful. There's so many moving parts and um, a lot that you learn along the way. Um, but it's um, for, you know, <laughs> And that one can go a lot of, a lot of different ways, but it's the world we live in now. It's a little different. You see, you know, even with my employees that I'm hiring, you know, everybody wants something like snap of a finger. Um, they want to make top dollar immediately. Um, you know, it, there's just, there's just so much involved that, you know, I still go to my dad and ask him questions all the time. Honestly, almost every day I call my dad every morning on the way into work every day. And we chat, we have conversations and, you know, I, you know, you know, most, most, you know, most guys look up to their fathers. Um, you call them the hero or, you know, whatever, but your parents generally aren't going to lead you in the wrong direction. So that's why I always ask him for advice. You can ask other competitors for advice, which I have, I become friends with a lot of them. Like when we get phone calls to do patios, I'll call them and say, Hey, did you get a call from this person? And then we'll just kind of, you know, work off of that. Um, you know, it's, it's not, a. I don't want to say this. It's, you have to have the drive. That That's like the number one. It's, it's, you know, advice from people. Yes. Um, it's to actually take a step back and do your due diligence before you jump into owning a business. And I did it at some, at somewhat I did. Um, I didn't just jump into it. I worked for other people to see if I actually like liked it. And, you know, I went from there, see if it was something that I could, you know, scale to where it is now. And um, yeah, it's a big risk. I mean, I gave up college. I gave up a lot of, you know, time. I mean, I worked seven days a week for years, years and years. Uh, but I still have that mentality today. You know, just for example, I went out Super Bowl Sunday, went out six o'clock at night. I got home on Monday at noon. 
I went and picked my kids up from daycare with my wife. I hung out with them for the day because I didn't see them. Um, and then I went back in this morning at 1 a.m. I slept for like two hours. And I went out, salted, and did all that um, because I just have the drive to do so. I, I offer it to all my guys. But at the end of the day, the buck stops with me. So I got to do it. Yeah. And I don't mind it. I love it. This is what I like doing. You know? Yeah. I've, I've always thought that it's a mental it game. No matter what field you're in, if, if you're starting a business in, it could be in landscaping, construction, it could be a restaurant, it could be a tech company. It comes down to being a, a mental 100%. game because there does need to be that drive. Like you're, like you're talking about, there's got to be an adaptability, a, a flexibility because you never know what's going to get thrown at you at, on any given day or any given project. Um, you do have to love it because it's easy to quit, you know, getting up at 1am to go into work. It's easy to quit at that point and to say, there are lots of ways to make money in the world. (laughs) This, this ain't the one for me. So you do have to, you do have to love it. And what I love is that when you were young, you actually went to work for a different landscaper first to say, I don't know how to do this. There are certain things that I have to learn how to do and and figure out if it is, if it is what I love. I think enough people don't kind of take that step. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. At some point, that must feel like it's taking a step 100%. back. Right? Sometimes I think that's necessary to take that step backwards. And kudos to you for kind of having that awareness to say, there are certain things that have to be done and that I have to learn to scale my own business. And this is a temporary sacrifice that's, that's, that's going to be made. And, uh, you know, that pays off in the yeah, long run. There's, you know, it's, you know, like I said, it's ever like an American dream. Everybody wants to do it, but everybody wants instant satisfaction. Um, sometimes it works. Everybody's looking today at, you know, on YouTube, these YouTube sensations are people, you know, running and hitting Bitcoin and you're making millions of dollars within a few days, a couple months. And, you know, I, I take the, um, a different approach, you know, the Rome wasn't built in the day. Um, there's more satisfaction in it too. Um, and, you know, I, I've had multiple relatives ask me, you know, you should really go back to college and finish and, this and that. And, you know, I, I told them, I said, I've learned more through everybody I associate myself with customers, um, you know, different business owners, um, sales reps, you learn different techniques and you learn how to, you know, do all those things that I would never learn in school. Um, you know, they don't teach you, you know, how to build your credit. They don't teach you, they teach you accounting to a point. Um, I didn't know what a write-off was. I didn't know, you know, when I first started my business, I was going down, I, you know, we started a business account and I was going down there and we were just using the money to go out. You know, we were young, we were 21, 20 years old at the time. You know, we were just out swiping our business card. And I remember my accountant calling me up and saying, what are you doing? You can't do that. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, that's, you, you just can't go, f- you know, spending money everywhere. Cause that's not how life works. 
And I took a step back and I was like, wow. I said, okay, won't happen again. And, you know, I went from there just understanding those things that, you know, a lot of business owners, you know, don't, it's, you know, like I said, it's instant gratification. You know, you get a pocket full of money, but yet you still have bills to pay and you got to, you know, you know, taxes, you got to, you know, different things. It's, it's a lot that goes into it. And, um, you know, the way our business works is I have, um, a great relationship with my business partner. Sure. We butt heads. Um, but we've learned now over the years that, you know, as Bill Belichick says, do your job. So if you do your job and you do it hundred percent and your partner, whomever you're working with, or you just solo, um, you'll do well. I mean, you know, he handles the financial ends of things and I handle all the everyday things. So it just, it, it works out. And, you know, right now we both, you know, I don't physically work as much as I used to. Um, and that's just due to, you know, I'm dealing with clients all day long. And when you're dealing with a project you're on for months, you know, you have, you know, inspectors you have to deal with. You have to deal with the home. You have to do this. So many different obstacles, making sure the materials there on time. It, there's a lot of things, especially with, you know, COVID going on currently. It's been a real struggle for a lot of people. but. I used my brain and I was able to use, you know, kind of to my advantage against other companies, to be honest with you. I had a lot of jobs lined up last year, signed, you know, contracts and whatnot. And I was, I ordered all the material for all those jobs so that when it did come time to do it, I had it. And there was companies going in there that they're like, Oh, I need, you know, a thousand square feet of this paper. We don't have that. We're not going to get it for months. And everybody asked me, how are you getting all your stuff? It's just, you got to, like I said, you got to adapt. You got to figure it all out. And that's just, like I said, learning from others, you know, how to do that. Yeah. that That's why, you know, you mentioned you can't learn this stuff in school and you're right. Which is the exact reason why we're doing what we're doing. It's why we started Foundry because there is, there is no school that teaches you how to do the things that you're talking about. There is no school that teaches you how to deal with COVID or, you know, adapt to what any given situation you're in. The only way to learn how to do it is to either do it yourself or to learn from people like you who have, who have lived it, which is, which is why we started Foundry to be connecting people in that way. Cause we feel strongly that the trades are important, growing the trades are important, but business ownership specifically is hugely important and it's scary to start a business it's you know it's difficult it's challenging it presents a lot of uncertainties and i think a lot of people look at it and say oh i didn't learn how to do it in school so i can't do it that's what that's what i want to eliminate so we're trying to connect people to the experts and put together a curriculum to say you can start a business. doesn't matter what it's in. We would love if it's in the trades, but it doesn't actually matter what it's in. You can start a business. There is a way to do it. Thomas learned how to do it, you know, doing fall cleanups in, in, in college. You know, that's, that's, what, that's what we're building here. Yeah. It, it, it honestly, learning all that stuff outside of, you know, school. And don't get me wrong. I don't knock anybody that goes to college 
and does what they want to do. It's, you know, I know a lot of very successful people that have gone to college and, you know, aren't in the blue collar industry. Um, I just chose to do that path. And like you're trying to do is help those people who want to take that path, you know, help them succeed in it. Because like you said, it is stressful. Um, You know, I started in 2008. That was when the economy went downhill, right? I didn't feel that because I was such a small company. I didn't even understand what was going on. Um, You know, you know, my parents, you know, were, you know, they always had their jobs. There was nothing, there was no change in my life. So I didn't notice it and I was too young. And, you know, with COVID-19 that happened, you know, in 2020, uh, we had a very, very slow year. Um, A, it was due to inventory because it just kind of hit us like a ton of bricks. Everybody was doing their own fall cleanups and spring cleanups. Yeah, everybody was like, well, you're doing outside work, so it shouldn't be a problem. And I said, well, my phone stopped ringing. Um, And it was – it wasn't like a hard time, you know, again, where it comes down to, you know, what you're trying to do is help business owners. It's, you know, you have to set yourself up for something like that to happen, Um, you know, whether it's like COVID or, you know, the economy takes a tank. You know, I'm in an industry where it's, you know, it, it's not a necessity to have your lawn cut. You Anybody can do it themselves. It's not, you know, a necessity to put a patio in or walkways. Um, so, you know, it it was definitely an eye opener. I haven't, you know, dealt with anything like that. But we were, you know, fortunate enough to be able to, you know, put our money in the right spots and, you know, save and not be pigs. You know, pigs get slaughtered. And that's not what I wanted to do. And, you know, we've in 2021, I had my best year I've ever had. So. You, you raised something that I found interesting. You said, you know, you're, you're doing things that aren't a necessity. Does that make you nervous at all? (laughs) Why is that? Because I've, they're not a necessity, but if you have the name and you have, you know, the reputation and, you know, stuff like that, uh, the amount of repeat work, I mean, I could show you on my phone right now, just today, how many clients contacted me back from last year and previous years wanting to do a lot more work. Um, you know, I've also taken different avenues. I, you know, I've invested money. I'm building houses. I'm doing other things that I am able to manage while owning my business, but still being able to put 120% into DT landscape. Um, you know, who knows what's, what's down the line. Um, I, I'm only thinking good thoughts. Um, try to keep positive, but again, you never know. I'll, I managed to get where I am today. So if it comes into a situation again, I think I'll be able to find my way up. So, so if I, if I read this back, maybe say it slightly different way you've, cause I think you, I think you've hit on some standard practices that are, that are advisable for, for most, you know, for any business owner listening in right now, you've diversified your revenue yep. streams. So you're not just beholden to landscaping any longer. Um, you have an intense focus on your on your customer relationships. So you're doing lots of repeat work. And 
over time you've developed a brand that people yes. trust. And that one has to come with time, but like you've, you've, you've done it and, and, and you've invested in it. And once you've created it, then it's time to lean into it. But a lot of people too, you know, want to shoot for the stars. And, you know, another thing I learned was um, where I buy all my material, you know, that's pavers, mulch, that's everything. You dump all your materials there. And it was actually when I first started, I pulled in there in a, in a Dodge 1500 pickup truck, which was my father's at the time. I was using his truck to do my landscaping. And I pulled in and he said to me, you know, what do you need? I said, I need some, you know, I need some mulch and some loom. I said, all right. He said, get what you need and come back and see me at the end of the day. So, okay. So I go back at the end of the day and I said, Hey, uh, you know, what do I owe you? And he said, come with me. So we go into his office. We're sitting down and he said, um, do me a favor, just hear me out and you know, listen to what I have to say. So, okay. He said, um, don't go buying fancy trucks, um, all this big equipment and you know, you don't need to prove anything to anybody but yourself. He goes, just listen. I'm telling you, just follow what I have to say, and you'll you'll do okay. So I said, okay. I said, uh, what do I owe you? And he looked at a slip, and it was six hundred dollars. He goes, why don't you give me two hundred dollars cash? I was like, what? And I said, okay. I from that day when I was eighteen, nineteen years old, and I just this year became the number one. Um. I don't know how you want to say this. Uh, their number one client, I guess. I purchased the most material in 2021 at this, you know, supplier who has a thousand companies go in there. I was able to outproduce everybody else and pay my bills way before on time. You know, that's just one of those. And I've never... And I, I talked to him about it and I built all the outdoor displays at his um, facility, which took us nine weeks to do it. Um, so all the stonework and everything was done by us so that whenever anybody goes in there, they say, Tom from DT built that. Call him because you can actually see it, touch it, feel it. That's what everybody wants to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Things are going really well. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know. Happy. I mean, there are bad days. I mean, that's what everybody thinks. It's, you know, it is the American dream. Everybody wants to do it. But, you know, I think we touched on this when we spoke. I, you know, I said to you, this is the first vacation I took in, I don't know, four years, five years. Um, I actually missed a family vacation because I was on a large project that I needed to get done and I needed to be there. Um, And I had to miss a family vacation the year before. And, you know, I worked around things and, you know, talked to some people and they said, you know, you need to, you know, pump the brake set sometimes and, you know, take time with your family because when you have a happy life outside of work, it's going to make work life even better. And so, so can we, can, I think it'd be really valuable for people to understand the bad days and like, and, and what's coming. Cause that's going to happen for everyone. What are some of the biggest challenges that you run into? You talked about the time commitment. Is is that the biggest challenge? Are there other things that you have to deal with on a regular basis? Yeah. Um, it, employees are tough. I have a great group of guys. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, at some points, you know, everybody wants more. Um, you have to sit down and kind of 
you know, figure out what you can do to make them happy, but also not give into it too much where they're going to use you. Um, you know, that's a very stressful thing. Like, you know, they want vehicles to take home and go back and forth to the job. Uh, you know, there's a bunch, they want more money an hour. Um, you know, payroll's extremely expensive at the end of the week. So you have to be on top of everything. Um, you know, in the jobs that we do, you know, yeah, they are a lot of money, but nobody looks at what you actually have to pay out in order to complete that job. Um, you know, it's the most stress I've had. It's it, the organizational skills of everything. It's you have to organize your guys. Um, you have to organize your materials. You have to, you know, you know, get machines to the jobs. You have to do this. You have to do that. It's, you know, work doesn't end at, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon. When I get home from work, I'm working. Um, stressful is on Sundays and stuff like that. You know, you know, you get guys that call in sick, you get, you know, there's just a lot of things that, you know, you have to change your day. And when you have, you know, nine guys on a job that's working and you're not organized for that, that gets very stressful because you have to pay them <laughs> to work and, you know, time's money. Um, but it's not all, it's not all about the money. Um, you know, stressful, it's, you know, remembering things. It's remember to call this person back. I get anxiety over not calling people back. I, I, I have to make sure that I get it done. Um, and it, the hardest obstacle, to be honest with you, and I think, like I said, we spoke about this was um, time management is putting your time in the right spots. And I learned huge on time management. Honestly, last year was my biggest year we've had, but I was able to spend more time with my family and friends and still be able to conduct a great business and not have any, you know, problems per se throughout the, the entire time, which that's a very, how did you do that? What, what did you do differently in the last year? Um, I put a little kick in my step. I decided to get up at four o'clock every morning sit down, write a list of what I needed to accomplish during that day. And I would go step by step by step by step. And I would not stop until it was done. If I completed my task at one o'clock and say my guys were on a job site that I had all the material there, everything was good and they were just working and there was no design changes or something they needed me for, then I would be able to go home and spend some time with my family and then I would do that. And then I would get back to it after that at night when the kids go down to bed, I'll get back on my computer, phone, whatever, writing emails and, you know, just go from there. But that was, a, that was, um, you know, like I said, the time management is very, it was very hard and it took me a long time to figure it out. That was a very hard thing for me to figure out because I was just so, I was like, it was like military. I was just seven days a week. That's what I was doing. And then when I have my kids, you know, it's a different ball game. You know, nobody prepares you for that. You don't know what's going to come until you have them. So where did you get the idea to restructure your time like that and to create the to-do list and to try to steal back some of those pockets? 
because I looked at my, um, you know, I put my kids to bed at night and, you know, I assume you guys, uh, Derek, you have children, right? I, said, I heard you say you were shoveling with the, with the, yeah, we're all, we, we've all got young kids, yeah. so we're in the same, we're in the so, same. So, you know, here. when you look at your kids and you say, you know, you know, how you have that feeling like you wish you could do, you feel like you, you're not doing enough and you could just do more for them. Um, that kept just going through my head and I'm like, what more can I do to like, you know, be around and make sure they're okay. And I'm leading them in the right direction. And, um, you know, I sat down with my wife and, you know, she said, you know, I understand what you do for a living and we really appreciate your hard work and what you do for us. And, you know, when I first met her, I told her what I did and I said, you know, it's a 24 seven gig. It's not a nine to five job. I, it's crazy hours. And I said, when it snows out, I could not be home for three days. It's just, that's part of it. Um, but it was, I'm kind of like towards like a perfectionist. I'm very, I have OCD to some certain things. And I used to feel guilty if I wasn't on a job or at work. And I had to get that out of my head. And, you know, I'm paying my guys and my foreman to do that job for me at certain points. And I just did it for like a month and I kind of let them do their thing. And I tested the waters before I really started to, you know, get into it more. Um, and it worked. And, you know, I just, I, I use my time. I'm an early riser anyway. So I, I wake up very early and I'd rather use my time constructive versus just sitting there having a cup of coffee and, you know, watching the news. I'd rather sit there and, you know, write out five emails or five, you know, contracts that I can just get done. And that's just how I, that's how I've done it. Yeah. I think, I think one of the big challenges that a lot of people have, and this definitely happened to me too, when, when you go from being an employee of a company to running your own company, you fall back into, into being your own employee. You know, you know what I mean? Like you still feel like you're supposed to be on the job doing the job. You, you, you feel like you're supposed to be the best employee of this company. You do it faster. You do it smarter. You do more, right? That's no longer your role. If you're the business owner, your role is to be the thinker, be the, Time manager, be the scheduler, be, you know, do set a strategy, create a vision for your business. Like that's your job. And the employees have their going back to what you said about Belichick, like that's your job, do your job. And the employee's job, they're on site, they're doing the projects. If you're out there with them, it's a it's a disservice to the to the sustainability of your business. It's a, it's a disservice yeah. to your family. It's a disservice to yourself, your own physical yeah. health, and it's a disservice to your employees because you're probably not running the best company that you can be running for them. Correct. It's you know, like I said, there's in order to you know run a successful business, you know, you have to hire you know top notch in my case masons. Um, and they cost a lot of money an hour to run. It's just, that's what it's, it's very expensive. Um, so any downtime is just money out of your pocket. And, but you also have to make sure 
that they respect you, that you're not just throwing them on a job site and saying, here you go, just get it done. Um, you know, I've, I've changed a lot, you know, with design and, you know, I bring my lead Mason to the next job we're doing so that he can see it prior to even going there. And I kind of give him the role of, you know, you're the, you're the lead guy here. This is, this is you get it done. Let's make it happen. Um, but I always make sure, <clears throat> excuse me, that I'm around, um, you know, I'm never not there. I am on a job once or twice a day. No questions asked unless I am away on vacation. But I obviously try to plan my vacations around certain jobs. I, you know, I, that's what I did. And, you know, for instance, this year, I was on a large project that was about two and a half months long. And I knew my start date and I knew where I was going to roughly be in that time. And then that's when I scheduled my vacation because I knew once I got the structure of the project done that my guys can work on the rest of it while I'm gone. And, you know, just like I said, managing, it's more managing than anything because, you know, it's like material ordering. There's a lot of things that, you know, if you just send your employees to get materials, you're going to have a lot of leftovers. You're going to have not enough. Uh, There's just a lot of, a lot of things that, you know, come into play with that. Derek, anything that you wanted to ask or talk about? Yeah, I mean, it, what are you, what are some things that you would love to be able to leave behind at this point on the job? What, what do you mean by that? Or, or, or I should say the things that you'd like to either responsibilities or things that you'd like to offload or things that you've learned along the way that, have been able to you've been able to offload and, and streamline your workflow or just make your work process easier. To be honest with you, I where I'm at right now took me a long time to get where I am um, to the pos- comfortable position I'm in now, where I've think I've figured it out pretty you know pretty well. And you know if I was to change, you know, it's hard because my mentality is a lot different than like my employees and I love what I do. I eat, sleep and breathe it. And you know, it's, I want to be there. <laughs> I don't want to leave anything behind. I want to do as much as I can because at the end of the day, that's what makes you a better person and a better company. And you know, you, you know, I might find a few more things down in the next year or two that I'm like, okay, well now I can implement that. Uh, but where I'm at right now is, you know, it works. And I've tried, I've changed a bunch of things and um, tried different methods. And this seems to be working the best. Is there anything that you've been able to do with your own management style that's made your life a little bit easier? I mean, it sounds like you've been able to empower your teams a bit more and cede some of that control or or develop some of the trust to be able to see that control. Yeah. So I usually do all the estimating. Um, and my business partner does it obviously. Um, but I usually do it more because I'm just a people person. I enjoy doing it. He does too, but I'm just better at it. Um, you know, we, we've had a lot of things like he's better with, you know, management, uh, not management skills, like organizational skills. 
Um, so he deals with our accountant. He deals with our bookkeeper. He deals with our attorney. He deals with our tax attorney. Um, you know, all those, you know, all those things. But um, I don't know. That's a tough one, to be honest. Well, it's not, it sounds like you've done it. it. It sounds like the answer is all those things you just mentioned is what you would leave behind. And, and you, and you did it. Like you found a good partner that compliments you. Well, and we are two, we are areas. two completely, completely different people. Yeah. You know, when it comes down to, when it comes yeah, down it's to business, yeah, yeah, it's complimentary. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm more of a, I mean, like you said, Matt, we've known each other for five years now and we could call each other up and talk about anything other than work and it wouldn't matter. I mean, a lot of our conversations do lead to other than talking about work. I develop a relationship with a lot of my clients and it's cool. I, I, I love it. It's, you know, you, you learn, that's why I do it. You learn something from somebody else and, you know, when you were talking to me, Matt, about, you know, when we were emailing back and forth and, you know, bringing up these points. And when I listened to your podcast from before with you and Derek, you know, you said some things like, you know, and I never thought about this when you said, you know, you know, the trades are the backbone of our, you know, our existence. You know, it's like it's that's what it is. And I, I sat back and I was like, man, I've never thought about it that way. And then you think about it and that's, you know, the truth about your, your dad building, you know, your first house and then building your, that's, that's awesome. You know, that's the stuff that, you know, you don't really hear a lot of people talk about, but you know, that's just, everybody just says, you gotta go to college. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. But when you go back to the basics, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting to hear people's views. I love it. You know, different things. When you first initially told me about, you know, you wanted to do this, I said, this is exactly what the trades need. Yeah, I think I, that's why, and Derek, I know you're the same. That's why we love doing these and bringing people on. I always love to hear the origin story. We're going to ask every single person, what's the origin story and why are you doing this? And like, why are you really doing this? Some people say money. Money's great. I don't believe you. Some, some, like there's always something else right there under the surface that, that makes you love what you're, what, what you're doing. And I think it's fascinating to hear those stories from people. But then th- the other piece is I want to encourage people to go out and tell them, like, I think that's how you create relationships. I think it will help folks bring customers in and find new projects. Like it makes you relatable. It makes you real. It makes people want to work with you. So it's something that we suggest and recommend to everyone that we work with at Foundry. Um, it's all about creating those stories because it's got to be more than just making money. Yeah, it, the, the money's great and all, um, but at the end of the day, I don't, I don't come into work. I don't come in at you know one o'clock in the morning after sleeping for two hours in you know out of forty eight um, because of the money. I, I come in because I love it. I, I, I truly, truly do. And if I didn't love it, I wouldn't be doing it. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have got where it is today. And that's how you can tell, you know, if you, you're, you know, you're a business owner and you started from nothing, which we did. I didn't get a penny from anybody to do anything. 
And I've worked so hard and, you know, obviously we have our ups and downs and whatnot, but it's, I don't think I can accept failure. That might be another thing too. Again, the generations are different. You know, when you first started this, I could see your drive, your, your knowledge, everything about it just struck me. And I was like, that's going to do well. You know, you can just, you can just tell. That's you can just tell, I can look at, you know, everybody and all these, you know, guys coming into the industry and you can tell who's going to make it and who's not. And you're going to see a lot of changes in the next couple of years. Wait and see. You'll see a lot of companies that aren't going to make it. It's because they're not properly instructed on what to do and how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And that's unfortunate. And again, it's a it's a part of why we started. Because I want to see everyone be successful. I think we're all better off when trades businesses are successful. I don't want to see anyone go under. I don't want to see anyone fail. Some will. That's just natural course of business and you can't control all of that. But that's our goal is is to make people successful. I really do believe we're all better off when we're all successful in this industry in particular. So, Thomas, I know we're running up on time and you've had some great nuggets of wisdom. We'll have Absolutely. to get you back at some point. But for right now, do you have any final advice that you want to... Well, two questions. Final piece of advice that you may want to share with everyone listening. And then part two is if they want to connect with you or, or DT landscape, what's the, what's the best way for everyone to find you right now through email would be the easiest. Um, we can talk through email and then, you know, if it leads to more than that, I, I have no problem giving out my, my phone number. Uh, but I, I honestly, I don't do social media. Um, I used to have Facebook. I deleted it. Um, again, it's another thing where I'm, was taking time away from that's not necessarily my family, but as everybody knows, when you have games, apps and everything on your phones, you know, you're taking up time. So I, I said, I don't need this. Um, and you know, it's just, you know, you got to simplify your life and you know, that's a big thing I like to say. Yeah. And, um, can, pe- can people find your email on your website? No, they cannot. we're actually revamping the website right now. Um, but my okay. email is tom.dtlandscape at gmail.com. Okay. Pretty simple, easy to. Tom.dtlandscape yes. at gmail.com. And final word of advice for everyone. My final word of advice. Give me a minute here. I'm trying to make sure I can get this one. I would say that no matter what you do, whether it's, you know, in business or, you know, life in general, but in the business, in the business setting, I would say, you know, do everything that you possibly can so that when you go home at the end of the day, you can hang your hat up and say you gave it your all because that's really all that matters. And like you said, when it comes down to it's not just all money, there's actually a really good feeling when you can go home at the end of a day and say, I gave it my all, put your hat up and then enjoy the rest of your life. Cause when you wake up that next morning, you're only going to do better because you want to top that yep. from the next day. 
I think that's a fantastic piece of advice. Let's keep it all in perspective. Get a little bit better yeah, every like day. It doesn't have to be a ton better. A, a little, little bit better than better nothing. You know what I mean? So yep. baby steps. No, don't rush because it's not awesome. gonna it's not gonna get you anywhere. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining. This has been incredible. Again, Tom White at DT Landscape, Walpole, Massachusetts. If you like what you hear, um, keep coming back. We'll be having these podcasts regularly on foundry.com. And if you like what you're hearing from Tom, uh, you can reach him, tom.dtlandscape at gmail.com. Or uh, website will be back. Yeah, we're doing doing a revamp with all the pictures and whatnot. uh, We're doing a little change. Awesome. Very cool. Glad to hear it. Well, thanks so much for coming on. We'll Absolutely. have to chat nice. soon. Nice to meet you, Derek. Thank back you very much. Hey, likewise, Tom. It's great to hear from you today. And uh, thanks so much for Absolutely. Thank you guys for doing this. It's going to be wonderful. All thank right. you. We appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks, Derek. Hey, thanks, Matt. And uh, we'll uh, Absolutely. everybody soon. All right. Take care.